every single Jedi, including your friend, Obi-Wan Kenobi, is now an enemy of the Republic. The time has come. Execute Order 66. Yes, my lord. This is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place. This message is a warning and a reminder for any surviving Jedi. Trust in the Force. Do not return to the Temple. That time has passed, and our future is uncertain. We will each be challenged. Our trust, our faith, our friendships, but we must persevere, and in time, a new hope will emerge. May the Force be with you, always. Star Wars fans and move milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number sixty-six of Blast Points. Yep, we're we're doing it. It's gonna happen. Beware. <laughs> we're executing episode sixty-six. The time has come. Oh man, we're gonna be getting into the craziness that is Order sixty-six in a little bit. But first, there's news. Gabe, did you watch the Star Wars show last week? I watched parts of it. <laughs> I watched the good parts. There's a boar gullet alert. Boar gullet will know the truth. The unfortunate side effect is that one tends to lose one's mind. Yeah, there's some boar gullet in there. It's worth, uh, you gotta watch the boar gullet. All the Borgol. What were they saying about Borgola in the Star Wars show this week? So pretty much just going over the the, the craziness that there was a f- practical physical Borgola that was built, and originally he was supposed to just be sitting in the corner, and then they realized what a superstar Borgola was, 
and decided to have him move around. So they, with CG, I guess they added the extra tentacles, but the, the head and the close-up shots are actually the animatronic Borgullet. So so they built Borgullet originally to kind of sit in a corner with the tendrils reaching out to do its interrogating. But it was decided later to have a sort of grander entrance for Borgullet. And so we had to kind of graft on a bigger CG body with bigger tentacles. But the head of it and the close-ups of the eyes and things are still Neil's group. Ooh. Someone's got Borgullet in their house right now, probably. Yeah. It's, hopefully it's in the office of Lucasfilm. Like, as soon as you walk in, it's right there. They're going to take out oh. the Yoda statue, and it's going to be the Borgullet statue. And water's just going to come out of the tentacles. Maybe they'll just have, like, a waterbed with Borgullet laying on it. Take a nap. You can, take, you can take naps with them on the waterbed, yeah. Oh, man, maybe they'll bring him to Celebration. <laughs> Put him in one of the bathrooms. <laughs> a Borgullet kissing booth. <laughs> So then there was a there was an awesome part with Ahmed Best in there too. There was some Star Wars variety show that was based around the Join the Resistance book, right? I think so. And like Weird Al played and Ahmed Best was there, which that's kind of crazy cuz Ahmed Best, you don't see much of him around at Star Wars stuff. No, which is unfortunate cuz he's got his fans. So they were doing a thing on stage where they were talking to him about um, the the little interlude from Empire's End. The fate of Jar Jar Binks is that he has stepped away from the Galactic Senate and is now a street performer in the streets of Naboo. Yeah. How does this sit with you? A little bit true to life. (laughs) (laughs) The days after you're in a Star Wars movie, unless you're Harrison Ford. I still wish he'd come to Celebration. Give him a hug. Yeah, he could have a hugging booth. Right next to the Borgullet sure. kissing booth. Give Borgullet a kiss and go give Amon Best a hug. <laughs> that's why they don't let. That's why they don't let us run celebration. Yeah, uh, not yet. They don't. <laughs> we'll just have our own celebration in the parking lot across the street. We'll have all the good stuff. <laughs> Paper mache Borgullet. Yeah, we made it in one hour. So there was a lot of Han Solo talk. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han. Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Bob Iger's going crazy, right? He was at some USC event and he was talking about, well, he was talking about Star Wars in general and he dropped the mind bending bombshell that him and Lucasfilm are talking all about Star Wars movies for the next decade and a half. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of knew that was coming, but. It's weird seeing the your life planned out ahead of you, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Fifteen years of Star Wars movies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. Keep stretching. Start doing yoga. The, most of his talk, though, is centered around um, the Han movie. And he was talking some heavy stuff that the Han movie is going to follow Han Solo from ages 18 to 24. It's going to show him finding the Falcon, meeting Chewie, and getting his name. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So Han Solo isn't his real name? I think his real name's Hansom. <laughs> Ham Salad? <laughs> yeah. Chinchilla, the Wookiee Monster? Yeah. But, but, you know, the more I thought about that today, the more I was like, well, if he's an orphan, then maybe he didn't have a name. Well, and he's a, you know, he's a pirate and smuggler they're gonna have nicknames and code name kind of stuff too because you're you know you're a criminal you usually have an alias or something so it makes sense it's just not something i thought of before but now you know 
it, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Unless his real name's Boba Fett. It's Dash Randar. And it wasn't Woody Harrelson saying some more craziness? Remember back when we were talking about when Rogue One was in production and for a while there, Mads Mikkelsen was the number one guy because he just didn't care? Yeah. He'd go on a talk show and he'd be like, ask me anything about Rogue One. I'll tell you. That's Woody Harrelson yeah. right now. Yeah. Tell me. I'll tell you whose dad I am. <laughs> so we need, we need to cherish this time before he gets an angry phone call. The fun times. <laughs> so he was talking about the Han movie. He was saying it has great actors, great directors, great script. But I feel like the, this one, they're making the best one. And he was on the Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon. And he said that his character's name is Beckett, and he's kind of a criminal. Uh, are you psyched? Is it cool? Do you get? Were you like a big Star Wars fan growing up? Or? Uh, you know, I like it. I wasn't ever a fanatic, but uh, you know, it's nice to be a part of it. <laughs> wow! Oh man! Uh, no, I, uh, but can we say who you're playing, or do you, you're not allowed to say that either? It's very secretive, these films. Uh, yeah, I play a guy named Beckett who's kind of a criminal and a mentor to Han. Beckett, that's an interesting name, huh? I mean, is he telling the truth? Because in what, a, month or, a month or so ago, he said his name was, what, what did he say? What was the guy's name? Was, well, he didn't say his name. They asked him if he was Gareth Shrike. Yeah, right? yeah. Or Gareth, and he was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Gareth Edwards. So, yeah, now he's Beckett. They need to keep asking him more questions. But it's interesting that the Solo movie is going to show Han Solo from a few different ages. Like, it's going to span a nice little chunk in the early years of Han Solo's life. Well, I guess taking advantage of the Star Wars stories, being able to branch out, right? Because it's not like a traditional... I mean, I guess Rogue One started to jump timelines a little bit, but this will be even more extremely than we've had in the past if it was any other directors i would be more nervous but i think those guys they know what they're doing and a lawrence kasdan script and his son kasdan jr right it's mm-hmm. the kasdan family experience lawrence kasdan and little kasdan i think that's his name So Rogue One is out on digital as we as this episode comes out, and it comes out on Blu-ray and DVD next week. And Entertainment Weekly last week was doing all this crazy stuff, Rogue One Revelations. Yeah, there is a lot of variations to the story going way back to the early scripts. It'll be fascinating if they ever do the, uh, if the making of Rogue One book really comes out. But it just, yeah, it just seems like there was a lot of, they tried a lot of ideas early on. Mm -hmm. So one idea that they were talking about was one I think we were convinced was going to happen all the way down was uh, Vader killing Krennic. Yeah, and I that seemed like that one made it quite a while, right? Wasn't that one of the later alternate endings than some of the other stuff? Or was that still early on in the script? Yeah, I feel like it was early on. It was like... I think it was Gary Whitta who was openly admitting that it kind of made no sense that 
somehow the Death Star destroyed Scarif and Krennic survived. And he went back up to the Star Destroyer and was talking to Vader and expected, you know, in typical Krennic style, expected to be like, look at what a good job I did. Vader's just like, no. Well, and I think it makes sense when ultimately Tarkin is the antagonist of Krennic, not really Vader. Vader just kind of gets in the middle, so it is probably more satisfying to have <laughs> Tarkin basically use the Death Star just to kill Krennic. And then there were two different happy ending versions where the crew, the Jin and the, the folks basically survive. So the first one, basically, uh, Jin and Kazian, they realize they have to get the plans off the ship or the mission has failed. So they find out that Leia's ship has just taken off from Coruscant and it's on its way um, to its diplomatic mission at, to Alderaan. So basically, in that version, Leia is not at Yavin. She's coming from Coruscant. And they know she's with the Rebellion, so basically they try to get their ship to Coruscant. Which actually would have been pretty cool, basically them flying to Coruscant and kind of hiding in the traffic of, you know, thousands of ships outside Coruscant trying to evade Vader. But then I think they decide to blow the ship up, and that's where I'm – I think they actually die in that one. So it's not really a happy ending. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they beam the plans to lay a ship, like, under cover of Coruscant traffic, and then they basically blow themselves up so Vader thinks the plans are uh, – destroyed so what's going on in the next one so the next one is they have a carbon freeze bomb <laughs> which i think everybody keeps on their ship yeah and basically they wait till vader is about to destroy their ship and they carbon freeze everybody with this bomb so when the ship blows up they're just like floating in space carbon frozen <laughs> <laughs> which would have kind of been cool because then they're just floating in space like general zod yeah. Guilty. Yeah, somebody could have found them, and they could show up in... Yeah, sequel timeline. Yeah. Maybe like Buck Rogers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, the more I think about that one, it doesn't really make sense, but man, it would have been awesome. Um, I think that was a John Noel one too, right? John <laughs> Noel using all his, all his uh, powers. I'm kind of into it now the more I think about it. It's ridiculous, and people would have been throwing popcorn at the screen after it was over. <laughs> I would have been like, you know, I'm kind of feeling your Rogue One. It's hard to get cooler than carbon freezing. <laughs> as long as you can get a Buck Rogers TV show out of it in the future where they go to the Vegas planet. Yeah, Kazian would be a good Buck Rogers. Yeah. Bring in Gil Gerard. Who cares? He could play Kazian's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we find out where Kazian got his gloves from. That's <laughs> why so he was so worried about his gloves because they were given to him by his father. <laughs> Buck Gil Rogers. Gerard. Yeah. But, yeah. I want to go at celebration to uh, one of the Delray Books panels and ask when is the book about Cassian's mystery gloves coming out? I'll be right there with you. <laughs> Just every panel we go to. Yeah, can, can you tell me? The anniversary panel. Uh, Kathy Kennedy, can you tell me why Cassian says, my gloves? It really it doesn't make any sense. He, number one, he doesn't have gloves on. And, and why, why would you keep gloves in your boots? 
<laughs> and why did he need the gloves to get his identification to show the stormtrooper? I've, I haven't been able to sleep since December, and it's ruining my life. Maybe the blue, you know, the Blu-ray's coming. Maybe there's a special feature. <laughs> my gloves. My gloves. That's why there's no audio commentary, because they'd be forced to explain my gloves. <laughs> I sent Pablo a message on Twitter, and he didn't respond, so I don't think he even Pablo knows. Well, we can keep trying. <laughs> if we find Pablo at Celebration, that's what I'm going to ask him. <laughs> He'll mace us in the face. Yeah. <laughs> this party's over. So the last Rogue One revelation, it's kind of interesting that Lyra Erso was once originally going to be just a straight Jedi. She was on the run from Order 66, and Krennic was going to show up to kill her with her being a Jedi. Was she still Jin's mom, or was she just a Jedi? She was still Jin's mom. Okay, so there's no Galen at this point. No, Galen still would have been a scientist. So he was just a scientist whose wife was a Jedi? Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. Jin would have been about four or six when the Emperor unleashed Order 66, and they were witnessing one of the kills, and Krennic would be the person sent to do it. That's a little weird, though, that Krennic is all of a sudden the Jedi killer. He can barely drink a cup of coffee without spilling it. It's amazing he can get dressed. You know, he doesn't show up on the Death Star and his pants are backwards. It's what the uh, the Death Troopers. Death Arr. Troopers just the name. They're really there to. They're the dress troopers. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure Krennic doesn't kill himself on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah. Put your pants on, Krennic. I mean, that would you know I like Lyra being like the whole Church of the Force thing a little bit better because uh, I I don't know could be that I love that whole Will's Church of the Force thing. It also would have been a cool tie-in to Revenge of the Sith though to be like oh man more Order sixty six action. Well, hopefully maybe that's one of those ideas that'll float around and end up in one of the other story films that we'll get another random Jedi somewhere maybe. For 28 years, Star Wars has captured our imaginations. Hello there. On May 19th. This is where the fun begins. Join the celebration of a lifetime. Do it. The final installment of the epic Star Wars saga. <laughs> Destroy the Sith. We must. Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, rated PG-13. The saga is complete May 19th. That brings us to our main topic tonight, which is Order 66. What does it mean? How did it happen? Why is it so confusing? It seems <laughs> simple when you think about it. But if you really think about it, like if you sit down, like on a park bench, look out on nature, and think, what the heck was going on with Order 66? Your brain might explode. And the best is, after the film came out, it was pretty confusing. Mm-hmm. And then Clone Wars decided to do us a favor and kind of fill in the details. And it's still just as confusing. <laughs> now there's just more details to keep straight. Right? Yeah. So that episode, I remember when like season six, like the lost one, it was like, oh, my God, it's an episode all about Sifo-Dyas. Finally, the answers we'd been promised since mm-hmm. 2005. And you watch that episode 
and you, you got to kind of go and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, do I still understand this whole thing? But we're going to try and help you with this episode, and we're going to try and figure it out. So let's, let's start at the beginning. Order 66 is the culmination of Palpatine's master plan for, to get revenge, for the Sith to have their great revenge on the Jedi, for things that happened, that stories that still haven't been told. Mace Windu, days. Yeah, Mace Windu says the Sith have been extinct for millennia. We're getting kind of hints at it in Rebels. Some of the books are hinting at it. We may learn about it in future films, kind of what that was all about, the Sith-Jedi battle and the old, old, old Sith. So that's still kind of a mystery on what exactly they're getting revenge for. But then you got this guy Palpatine, who is the last living Sith from the Rule of Two. His master was Doth Plagueis the Wise. And he's got this big plan where he's going to bring down the whole system from within by posing as the Chancellor. And I think it's one of those things kind of we were talking about last episode with the uh, Twin Sun stuff where it's a case of George Lucas giving you what you thought you were going to get, but in a completely different way than you expected because everyone going into revenge of the sith thought well anakin's going to turn to vader and he's going to kill all the jedi that's one of those things too if you think about if there's you know a thousand jedi like how's darth vader gonna kill a thousand jedi and do anything else and it kind of became a real clever way i think of how palpatine was able to basically wipe out the jedi in one one day for the most part by tricking them and killing them with the clones right now, the creation of the clone army, that's where it starts to get real tricky. Yeah. Well, you've got to go back to Attack of the Clones, which, although my favorite, hurts your head when you start thinking about it too much. <laughs> you got to put on the thinking cap sometimes yeah. when you're watching Attack of the Clones. Star Wars Episode 2. Yoda Demand. Available on DVD and VHS. Rated PG. <laughs> So in Attack of the Clones, we were first introduced to the concept of someone named Siphodius. Right. And to make it more confusing, originally his name was Sidodius or Sidodius. <laughs> right? Not to be confused with Sidious, who they aren't the same person. <laughs> what? Yeah, according to the information on Wikipedia, it was originally a false identity for Sidious. And the spelling Siphodius appears as one draft that Lucas wrote as a typing error that Lucas preferred to the original name. Thus, the scenario of the Jedi's identity was rewritten. If you get that, if you're following me. No. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll, I'll take your word for it. Now, this is where things get really crazy. And this is from Wikipedia. Additionally, the Jedi Master's names was changed in the Portuguese translation to Zyphovias. Since his original name sounded like Cephodius, which translates to the F word himself. Oh, yeah, that's probably not great. So when you were sitting in the theater watching Attack of the Clones and they said Cephodius, what what did you think? Did you think that was Sidious? I think at that point with clones, I know I was going crazy with anything and everything I could read before the movie came out. Mm Mm-hmm. So I at least knew that, I think even before the movie came out, we knew that it used to be Sido, 
Didn't we know that the Cytodias turned uh, into Cyphodias? I swear it was on like Corona's coming attractions, or, yeah. spoilers or something. Yeah. So I think I knew Cyphodias wasn't Sidious, or I don't know. I just I remember being like, man, I can't wait to find out this mystery. <laughs> have all the all the riddles answered. Yeah. And I think even at one of like Rick McCollum's spectacular at, at celebration, he was like, You're gonna find out all about Cyphodias. <laughs> We're like <laughs> rubbing our hands together. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah, I think at the time Tech of the Clones is kinda of overwhelming. You don't really think about it too much. I, I spent two thousand two to two thousand five completely believing that it was Palpatine that ordered the clone army and he just used a really bad alias <laughs> or the Kaminoans just don't hear things really well, which their ears are really tiny. If you ever, yeah. um, and they're up, they're up really high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear that great up there in their, their, uh, their soup ladle chairs. They're just thinking about hot soup. <laughs> it rains all the time there. They probably eat, like soup and grilled cheese all the time. Constantly. That's why Boba liked it there. He was just into the, the chicken noodle soup and the grilled cheese. Dad, Ton Wee's here. That's what Ton Wee was famous for. She made a mean tomato soup. Ton Wee means tomato soup in uh, Camoni. Camoni. <laughs> trying to remember how they say it in Clone Wars. Camonian? I think so. Something Camino in? That's how we say it in Michigan. Wait, I'm not even <laughs> in Michigan. That's how we say it in Chicago. that his order will be met on time. I'm sorry, Master... Mm, Jedi Master Cypher Diaz is still a leading member of the Jedi Council, is he not? Master Cypher Diaz was killed almost ten years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Cypher Diaz, he was a Jedi, right? He was on the Jedi Council. All of that is true. He believed that war was coming, and so he thought the Republic should have an army. The Jedi didn't agree with him. So Sifo-Dyas went off to Kamino and pretty much put in an order for a, cl- a clone army. Dooku rec- recruited Jango Fett on one of the moons of Bogdan to be the host for the clone army. So Dooku and Palpatine somehow caught wind of Sifo-Dyas's dirty deeds. But that kind of makes sense because as far as we know, whenever Dooku talks about the Sith stuff, he tells the truth. So he tells the truth to Obi-Wan and Attack the Clones. So he's probably telling the truth to them in Clone Wars. And it seems like Dooku was still a Jedi back then. So maybe Dooku and Sifo-Dyas were kind of in it together. Not so much to join the Sith, but just that they thought that they needed an army and that the Jedi Council didn't know what was going on. That's kind of the impression I got, um, that they were kind of in it together, at least at first. Dooku and Sifo-Dyas are friends. They're buddies. Sifo-Dyas is killed. Dooku leaves the Jedi Order. He gets in cahoots with Palpatine. They decide they're going to fund the clone troopers 
and then they put in the biochip. Where Sifo-Dyas, when he, like, here's what I imagine this Clone War army thing, he always had this inhibitor chip. So any, like, super aggressive behaviors of the clones would be, like, inhibited. Dooku and Palpatine changed that inhibitor chip to be the Order 66 protocol chip. Yeah, I think from Clone Wars, that's what they're getting at. It's a little hard to tell with the chip because it wasn't clear to me that that really is what the chip was or just the the Kaminoan doctor was just that was her story she was making up that the chip may have just been I think the chip maybe was just there for Order 66, which is why they made sure no one really knew the chip was there. Right. Because if it was really if they had a, a cover story for the chip, they wouldn't have to keep it a secret. Totally obedient, taking any order without question. We modified their genetic structure to make them less independent than the original host. And who was the original host? A bounty hunter called Jango Fett. Nobody even knew about it until Tup freaks out, kills Jedi Master Tiplar... And then they start to figure out, well, why did this clone freak out and kill a Jedi? Fives leaves the whole investigation, finds out about the chip, goes to talk to Palpatine, and Palpatine tries to kill him. And pretty much anyone that found out about Tup and his chip is killed in that whole interaction. Except for Anakin and Rex, who get a little bit of it, which is how I'm assuming Rex knows to take the chip out. Because in Rebels, he mentions that him, Wolf, and Gregor took their chips out before Order 66. So I almost wonder if there's a little bit more to the story there in that was probably in season seven of how Rex realized that he needed to take the chip out. Jedi. Good soldiers follow orders. Hey, cop! On your right! Now, at the end of that episode, The Lost Ones, Yoda and the Jedi Council, they pretty much figure out that the whole clone army thing, that they, they were basically, they figure out that they were set up. The clones have been so loyal to us, we'll just leave it be. But, yeah. uh, but also, well, what else could they do? Right. I, I do kind of like that, that part in that episode because it does kind of drive home the whole idea that was implied in the, in the films, but that the Jedi were kind of, they kind of lost their way in the war affected them in a lot of ways as far as, you know, them being having to be more violent and then, you know, getting in situations where they're they're lying um, because they feel they have to and they're going along with it, which I think ultimately, you know, led to their downfall because they're basically at that point lying to everybody that they can't use the force really to see the future anymore because the dark side's clouded it. And then now they have these clone troopers that they know potentially the Sith ordered there's nothing they can do. So then we get to Revenge of the Sith. And Palpatine orders 66 pizzas. And everybody and- dies. <laughs> I'll have 66 pizzas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, not today. And breadsticks. He executes Order 66. Clones all kill the Jedi. How is it that Anakin is not killed? 
Isn't he already Vader at that point? But how did the clones know that? Anakin is actually on his way to the temple already before the order is executed. So I'm guessing he's not a Jedi anymore at that point. And somehow the clones can tell the difference between the Jedi and the Sith. I mean, he's with the 501st, so maybe Palpatine's like, hey, this is your new commander, Darth Vader. He's not a Jedi. They're like, okay, (laughs) that's cool. So after Order 66, then, can Palpatine just tell the clones, like, anything? Like, water is dry. I think so. Yes, sir. (laughs) It's like you, you like... Sausage instead of pepperoni. You, um, you think I'm beautiful. You're what, beautiful, sir. What have you done with your hair, Palpatine? <laughs> it's so shiny. That's one of the things where it's like, it's so nice that they had the Clone Wars episodes to fill in the blanks, but I'm more confused afterwards because, like, Tup seemed like after he was done, he realized that he did something bad. Like, he didn't stay brainwashed unless that's just because it malfunctioned. Because I was trying to figure out, too, like, somehow Palpatine's, the guys in, the shock troopers in red, it's almost like they, he turned their chip on as soon as they become shock troopers. Because they don't act like the other clones where they're, like, they're not calling people brother and, like, hanging out at the clone bar. (laughs) You know? They're just, like, they're all business all the time. And they were there when Palpatine tried to kill fives and they were cool with it. So I almost feel like they, maybe that's then after Order 66, all the clones kind of behave like the shock troopers. You would think, but the regular clones then would be like, what's up with those shock trooper dudes? Well, maybe they are, and they just, we didn't, you know, they don't have an episode about that. (laughs) Or like they asked the shock troopers like to go to the Calamari sound machine concert. (laughs) And they're like, no, 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 we got, you know, we don't do fun stuff, brother. Yeah, my only thought is with uh, why the clones don't shoot down Anakin is <laughs> did, did after Palpatine gave the order, he was just like, execute all the 66 except for Anakin because he's not a Jedi anymore. Yeah. Well, there were that, that's, that was the question I think we've had since the movie came out because they show... Did he call every clone <laughs> instead of, like, sending a group text to everyone, like, hey, Order 66? It seems like he called each commander individually. You know, that's a lot of work. This is going to take a while. Order some food, please. <laughs> I'm going to be here all night just making phone calls. Order a number two, a number five, a number seven, because I have to order 66. <laughs> so when he calls... All the clone commanders and does Order 66. Is it at once or does he go, are all the clone, were all the clones killing Jedi? Is that all happening simultaneously? It's roughly simultaneously, right? Because Yoda starts to feel it through the force. But yeah, I think with Anakin, like he must have basically Order 66, the 501st, first. (laughs) (laughs) So they would go with Anakin to take out the Jedi Temple. I guess, or it's supposed, it's basically the idea that Palpatine says the Jedi, you know, Order 66 works because the clones are supposed to defend if the Jedi try to take over. And Palpatine tells him the Jedi are trying to take over. The Jedi are taking over. And he must just say, well, you know, Anakin's helping us, so he's not a Jedi anymore. <laughs> the Jedi are taking over. Except for him. <laughs>
there, there are echoes of Order 66 still felt, which is interesting. You know, in uh, Force Awakens, they don't even think the Jedi were real anymore. Like, Palpatine did the job. Well, and he justified him being Emperor and the Jedi being killed by them. Well, they tried to revolt. They tried to take over, which in a way they kind of did because they knew he was a Sith. But if other people didn't know he was a Sith, it seems justified that the the Republic army would defend the Chancellor from these weird monk people. Years and years later, Kylo Ren does a kind of similar thing to Luke's little Jedi squad. Yeah. Not galaxy-wide like Order 66 was, but, you know, history repeats itself there. But there were quite a few survivors of Order 66. There was, you know, Kanan, Kanan Jarrus, Caleb Doom, mm-hmm. the Inquisitors, who were, what, the the Jedi Temple Guards, or some of them, right? Some of them, At least right. the Grand Inquisitor was. Ahsoka Tano, she survived Order yep. 66. Which? Lu- Luminara. I wonder with Ahsoka, again, maybe this is something they were going to get into in Season 7, is she's technically not a Jedi anymore. I feel like that's the key. And Anakin technically wasn't a Jedi anymore. But Ahsoka, yeah, really wasn't. And she, when she was on Rebels, she would always make a point of reminding everyone that she wasn't a Jedi. And that's how she got white lightsabers. Order 66 is one of those things where, on one hand, it's kind of like a brilliant scheme and idea of basically of manifestation of Palpatine's plan and plotting. And then on the other hand, it still doesn't make any <laughs> the actual <laughs> execution of it is very confusing. I'm going to be 90 years old and I'm still going to be going over Sifo-Dyas and Dooku <laughs> and how all that worked out. Be at the nursing home. All right, we got to talk about Order 66 again. <laughs> Show me the Lost One episode again. Is it still on Netflix? Yeah. Maybe now when I'm 95 years old, I can figure this thing out. Uh. What's going on here? There's been a rebellion, sir. Don't worry. The situation is under control. I'm sorry, sir. It's time for you to leave. And so it is. So one thing that I think was kind of a revelation from the Clone Wars episodes was during Attack of the Clones, you weren't really sure if the Kaminoans were in on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like you got the impression that, you know, humans all look the same to them. Some Jedi, sifo shows up, orders some clones, and they're like, okay, cool, come back in 10 years when they're done. And then that was kind of it. And then... Early on with Clone Wars, we kind of got to see that the Kaminoans were still there for support as far as, you know, like having medical centers and and still growing more clones. But then we find out in season six that um, Lama Sue is basically in league with Tyrannus, mm-hmm. who they don't even know as Count Dooku, if you noticed, because he always puts his hood on and, and talks to them as Tyrannus to add more, to make it even more 
kind of mysterious and confusing. That's like a whole nother episode with the Tyrannus Count Dooku thing. I figured that everyone knew that. I feel like, did he even need the name Darth Tyrannus? Yeah, because as far as in in the films, the only person who calls him Darth Tyrannus is Sidious. The Jedi just think he's Count Dooku. But they know, I'm he's, trying a, to think, they know he's a Sith Lord. Right, but I don't think the Jedi ever call him Tyrannus. I don't think they know he's Darth Tyrannus. Because Yoda always calls him Dooku. Yeah, that's true. So maybe tune in to the All Count Dooku episode <laughs> where we unravel the mystery of Darth Tyrannus and the Count of Sereno. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Count of Sorrento who makes really good cheese. <laughs> oh no, my friend. This is a mistake, a terrible mistake. They've gone too far. This is madness. I thought you were the leader here, Dooku. I mean, I wonder how, when George Lucas was writing Revenge of the Sith, how, like, how he came up with the name Order 66. Like, I wonder what that means to him, you know? Yeah, because there seems to be quite a bit of, especially right around when Revenge of the Sith came out, there was a lot of discussion of what does it mean? Is it from 666? Um, is it from, here's, some people thought it was from Route 66, from American Graffiti. Well, not that Route 66 exists in real life, too, but what's Order 65? <laughs> yeah, I've wondered that, too. What What's 67? Maybe they stopped at 66, because after that, the Jedi are dead. There's nowhere to go after that one. He was humming Route 66 while he was typing. I'm getting my kicks right in Order 66. Get your kicks on Route 66. Will it blind? Oh, that's what Palpatine was singing. <laughs> you get me your kicks. Execute Order 66. <laughs> Look, Anakin, I can sing. I can dance. Dance with me, Anakin. He's Supreme Chancellor and Supreme Danceler. <laughs> That's why Krennic wanted to meet Palpatine so bad. I yeah. just wanted, wanted to slow dance with him. Yeah. I heard you're a snappy dancer. <laughs> Rogue One Revelations. Originally, the ending was Krennic and Palpatine slow dancing together. <laughs> On the uh, level 66 uh, Death Star dance floor. <laughs> That's why they, they kept the floors polished in case uh, Palpatine needed to start tap dancing. <laughs> no longer certain that one ever does win a war. I am. For in fighting the battles, the bloodshed, already lost we have. Yet, open to us, a path remains. That unknown for the Sith is. Through this path, victory we may yet find. Not victory in the Clone Wars, but victory for all time. So Gabe, we have one iTunes review. Maybe it'll maybe it'll help us understand 
Order 66 and all of this madness. It's called Twin Hamburger Buns, and it's from Jedi Joe 3000. After the Twin Sons episode on Star Wars Rebels, who wasn't looking for in-depth convo with people who get it? And these guys, they get it. May the Force be with this podcast because I am now a subscriber, and you should too. Hey, thank you. That's awesome, Jedi Joe. Yeah. Hope, hopefully you still feel the same after we try to explain Order 66. <laughs> thank, thank you. 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 Hi, JJ Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7, thank you. Yeah, so you should leave us an iTunes review after you're done listening to this episode. Leave a five-star review, write something, and we'll read it on an upcoming show. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Check out blastpointspodcast.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And don't forget to vote in the Star Wars Podcast Awards. Vote. Yeah, when does, when does voting end? I believe it's April 1st, so you still have time. Do we know that's for real, or is that an April Fool's joke? <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole thing could be an April Fool's. The fact that Blast Points is nominated for the People's Choice Best Show could it could signal all April Fool's jokes. It's so. true. It's all a cruel joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we are just uh, like kind of like two weeks away from celebration almost, and uh, we're making plans on some of the awesome content we're going to be coming out of celebration with so stay tuned for all of that yeah we'll be back next week with another brand new episode that won't be about order 66 i promise right you have to wait till episode 166 (laughs) (laughs) yeah so until then thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week talk to you later may the force be with you goodbye old friend May the force be with you. Sixty-six.